Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting Vetfolio Voice episode featuring Dr. Jennifer Johnson of the International Veterinary Academy of Pain Management, otherwise known as IVAPM. We're heading into September somehow. I'm not quite sure how we already made it to the last quarter of 2021. But September is Animal Pain Awareness Month and the perfect time to discuss the latest information on this topic. Since IVAPM is the leading forum and educational resource for veterinary professionals and pet owners who are interested in animal pain management, who better to talk to than the current president? Dr. Jennifer Johnson has been a small animal veterinarian for 27 years, working as an associate and then owning and operating a busy six-doctor practice in the Philadelphia suburbs. Focusing on pain management early in her career, Dr. Johnson has achieved the Certified Veterinary Pain Practitioner Qualification from the IVAPM and speaks nationally teaching the importance of multimodal analgesia in veterinary medicine. Now relocated to Arizona, Jennifer is the current president of the IVAPM, is a member of multiple veterinary advisory boards, and also serves as a board member of Equally Condor providing medical and surgical care for animals in Ecuador. She has such passion, such wonderful insight into all things pain management. Let's go ahead and get into it. All right, joining me today is Jennifer Johnson of IVAPM. Hi, Dr. Johnson. How are you? Hi, Cassie. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today to talk a little bit more about IVAPM. And I guess let's just jump right in kind of with the basics. Can you talk to us about what is IVAPM? You know, what does it stand for? Just tell us a little bit more about it. Well, IVAPM stands for the International Veterinary Academy of Pain Management. And this organization has been around for about 20 years. It was originally known as the Companion Annual Pain Consortium. And and there was a group of anesthesiologists and those that were very interested in pain management, veterinary pain management. And think Think back on 20 years ago in veterinary medicine, this was new and upcoming to think and talk about pain. And the idea was to get have this organization to kind of bring veterinarians together in general practice as well as especially veterinarians and be able to advocate for animal pain and educate everybody pet owners and veterinarians alike um, in the treatment of animals and pain. And a lot of it has been has been evolving over the years. But the nice thing is, is that we're multidisciplinary, meaning that it's not just veterinarians, it's veterinary technicians and also um, people that are from all specialties of, of practice. Absolutely. And I think it's so important to have these types of opportunities out there because like you said, you know, really this multimodal pain management approach and and all of these things, they haven't been around in veterinary medicine for all that long. So giving everybody a good resource to go to and learn more about it and just kind of even just bounce ideas off of each other seems like a huge win. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we always laugh because we think that that people know. And by now, you know, you should know in 2021 uh, <laughs> what <laughs> that animals are in pain and, and that they need our help. And, but um, it's interesting because sometimes we forget about it. And I often say in my practice that when I started to really look at 
pain management as one of the first things that I needed to do while I was trying to figure out what was going on <laughs> with my patient. And maybe this just kind of proves that I wasn't the greatest diagnostician. <laughs> I was sitting there trying to say, um, you know, what's going on? What is this? Is it kidney failure? Is it? But if I concentrated on making sure that my patient was comfortable and that I was identifying that there was a painful process going on and treating it, that I had much better outcomes, that my, my patients felt better and that they survived, that they did better. And people were happier, pet owners were happier, my patients were happier. And, and we know this from human medicine, right? You know, if you, if you have a procedure or if you have a painful condition, your whole life changes if you don't handle it from the very beginning. Absolutely. We know that pain plays a huge role in all kinds of different physiological processes. And I feel like you touched a little bit on kind of your story and how this became such a I, I don't know, can I call it a passion project and something that that you do care so much about. So can you tell us a little bit more about your own personal story and how IVAPM came to be? For me, sure, absolutely. I had some great mentors in my early days as a veterinarian, as a practicing veterinarian, and and it was very interesting because I was. It was at the time when we didn't have the internet. I was actually faxing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, learning how to use um, uh, Domator when it came out by Pfizer, and and faxing anesthesiologists at, at Virginia Maryland, and it just oh brings goodness. back a lot of. <laughs> memories to me. But the idea that that there were people around me that had the same passion and these, I kind of feel like I, that that in the early 90s that we were really in the forefront of really talking about pain in animals. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we just kind of said, well, we need to keep animals quiet when we do this really complicated knee surgery, because if we, if we make them feel too good, they're going to break everything. And, and they're oh, not yes, going to heal. I remember yeah. that. Right, exactly. So I became very interested and then um, started to teach about animal, mostly anesthesia and perioperative pain, because again, that was something we weren't doing. And with the advent of some of the pharmacologics that we didn't have, like NSAIDs. <laughs> I mean, sure. when, when I graduated from veterinary school, we didn't have Rimadyl and, and anesthetics and sedatives like Domator as opposed to Xylazine and things like that. It, it developed this passion and I met this IVAPM group and I decided that in general practice that I wasn't in the point in my life where I really wanted to do a residency. I was, I was raising a family. I ran a practice. I had a busy small animal practice. Um, so I realized that my path was going to be to get the certified veterinary pain practitioner certification, which is CVPP. You'll see it after some veterinarians' names. And it's a certification process that the IVAPM offers. And that was my foray. And I became involved in the board and the whole thing. So it's been a wonderful experience for me and developing my, my advanced skills in pain management has been really fulfilling and also really helpful for my practice. Absolutely. And, you, you know, we talked about the CVPP, the Certified Veterinary Pain Practitioner. Can we go into a little more depth there on 
how that's incorporated with IVAPM, you know, kind of the benefits of being involved in IVAPM, what that offers to practitioners and veterinary professionals. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great benefits to membership. The group of veterinary colleagues that you have from all over the world that have this this same passion. I, I always say everybody should be a member of the IVAPM because who doesn't have a passion for for relieving animal pain? But absolutely, <laughs> yeah, no, that makes but sense. I'm like, I don't know why everybody isn't. Um, I always felt like my dues were better spent there than with some of my um, political organizations. <laughs> with veterinary medicine, but shh, don't tell anybody. But that's a whole other conversation <laughs> <Right>. there. <laughs> but the idea that um, you can get this is so you have to be a member to get your pathway to the CVPP. And when we talk about the certified veterinary pain practitioner credential, it's it's pretty um it's pretty extensive what you have to do. You have to be in practice. You have to be doing multimodal analgesia and have these um, skills that, for example, some people do acupuncture, some people use laser therapy or other techniques for that are non-pharma pain, knowing how to use CRIs, maybe do joint injections, things like that. And, and those are helpful. And there's a lot of, a lot of credentialing that that you can use to go towards the certification. You also have to present case reports and to, to the exam committee and then take an exam, sit for an exam. So it does take some time to develop your qualifications for the CVPP, but it's certainly worth it. It's also available, the same exact exam and qualifications are veterinarians and veterinary technicians. So a lot of veterinary technicians go this path as well because it's an added benefit. It's, it's a technician training in, in animal pain is, is um, very valuable to veterinary practices. Absolutely. That team approach that you're talking about. Yeah. And just being a member of the IVAPM, I mean, we, we have educational tracks at many conferences. When you're an IVAPM member, you get reduced registration to some conferences. We, for example, we're always at IVEX. Um, that tends to be our, our big conference. We have a track there and they, we also are having our first conference standalone and we're that will be in April 2022. We're really excited about that. And it's going to be in combination with the Association of Rehab Veterinarians. So we're really, really excited to bring together people to have this conference that's completely devoted to animal pain. We're members of the WASAVA, the World Small Animal Veterinary Association. We have a, a really active forum where people can ask questions and have them answered about pain. And it's really the greatest place to come and talk, especially about chronic pain. I mean, sometimes, certainly the anesthesiology and group, they have that perioperative pain thing going really well and, and acute pain and analgesia around surgical procedures. But this is really the this group was the first one to really sit down and talk about chronic pain identification and, and treatment. Fantastic. Well, best of luck with the upcoming conference. That's really exciting. Yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, we, we have a great lineup. It's, it's a nice um, three day, two and a half day conference. And because we have the Association of Rehab Veterinarians joining us, they will have a track as well. And it's going to be a great opportunity for networking and 
being able to uh, really get some in-depth education about pain topics. Very cool. And along the lines of, you know, getting more education and creating more awareness around pain topics, if we parallel this to humans, we have a human pain awareness month. Is there an animal pain awareness month? Well, I'm so glad you brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, actually, we had a group of wonderful people um, really spearheaded about five years ago saying that we need to make September Animal Pain Awareness Month. And we have designated that. And each year it's getting bigger and bigger and really being noticed by the general community, pet owning community. Um, And the nice thing is that IVAPM, we've created a lot of educational things for veterinary practices to to teach pet owners and the general public about the common signs of pain. We have posters. We have all kinds of things that you can do during Animal Pain Awareness Month just to bring awareness to to the general public. And it's not just dogs and cats, it's small animals, exotic animals, it's farm animals, horses, cows, everybody. So the Animal Pain Awareness Month is a wonderful time for everybody to just kind of be focused on what's important with our basic needs for pet animals. Absolutely. And I mean, you're talking about the the pet owning community. I know, of course, this extends to all animals, but I'm thinking that goes into an even bigger conversation of, of course, as pet owners, we want our animals to be comfortable. We want to know that their pain is managed. And that goes into human animal bond and, you know, all kinds, it, it touches on all different areas of pet owning and veterinary medicine. Yeah, I think it's really important. There's there's been a lot more as veterinarians, we always kind of look at what's happening in human medicine with a you know, like how are they doing there? Are they are they um catching up to us cuz we kind of think that we are really ahead of the curve in a lot <laughs> of things. <laughs> especially when it comes to pain, we're pretty proud of ourselves for really um, talking about multimodal pain in, in a much earlier fashion than they did in human medicine, even. I think that it's really important for us to realize that there's a lot of translational work that can be done. The idea of the human-animal bond is, is legitimate and it's, and it's real and it's something that we can talk about all the time. At, as well as making sure that we are taking care of the animals that that surround us and that bring us so much joy that we're also realizing that there's such a a component of of our human existence if we share it with animals for sure. Absolutely. So what kind of advice would you give to practitioners who want to get better at pain management, who listen to this podcast and say, absolutely, I want to incorporate this and I want to know more and, and do a better job at this. Not that, you know, we're not doing a good job now, but we can all, we all have room to improve. So what would you tell practitioners in that position? I I would say that really we all have room to improve and that it's not a mistake to slow down and think about treating each patient with as much care and thought about relieving their pain as you possibly can and not rushing through it. 
a lot of times I think that we still have something in our head. Well, everything's been fine. I, you know, with, with surgery, for example, I, I, uh, they're fine. This is the way I've always done it. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's not, nece- <laughs> Most not, necessarily, not necessarily what we want to do. We, we would like to, we would like to have people just take a step back and think about what out there, what knowledge is, is out there now. And we know so much more than we used to know. I mean, there are leaps and bounds. Like I said, the IVAPM has been around about 20 years. And in 20 years, pain management education, what we know about animals and pain is, and people in pain is just growing leaps and bounds. So take the time to learn about it. I mean, look for IVAPM tracks at the major conferences. We're always at VMX, we're at WVC, we're at IVEX go on to the IVAPM website. We have each month we have an IVAPM live, which is usually a short, very informal broadcast. On Vetfolio, we have a virtual symposium every year where you can learn on demand and really up to date pain management lectures, which I think is really important because things, like I said, things are changing and what you might have learned in veterinary school or in veterinary technician school is changing and you need to provide the very best. Yes, we keep kind of touching on this recent development of pain or recent improvement in pain management in veterinary medicine. And one of the things you said took me back there for a minute where where you talked about Domator and, you know, now, of course, it's Dex Domator. And I remember having those conversations about, well, you know, the Levo isomer isn't really doing much. It's the Dextro isomer and, you know, making that formulation. So I don't know, maybe I've been in this field longer than I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably you you probably have and you've seen things evolve. I mean, look at the really interesting research. It, it used to be, for example, I, I'm a big proponent of non-pharma. So I use um, pulse electromagnetic field therapy. I'm a big photobiomodulation therapy or laser sure. therapy. People call it laser. And it used to be when I would, lecture, I would travel around the country and lecture about using people would be like, show me the proof. I have, don't believe this works. <laughs> and now it's like, we, you have tons of proof. You have tons oh, of, yeah. proof. show me how to use it. And so the evolution, the, my acupuncturist friends, they say the same thing. It used to be like, oh, you're just, you're just practicing some voodoo medicine. And, and now people are like, gimme, gimme, gimme. And look at all the wonderful things that are happening with monoclonal antibody therapy. And we're going to have injections to be able to relieve pain and, and stem cell and PRP and, and all of these wonderful developments to alleviate pain without having to just jump at pharma and using everything together and thinking about the impact that fear and anxiety and stress have on on people and animals perception of pain it's just fascinating so very exciting things happening in the field i agree and let's let's expand on that a little bit you know looking beyond pain management for individual cases which of course in and of itself is so important if as a whole, we as practitioners really focused on pain management through organizations like IVAPM, what kind of impact do, would you foresee that having globally on our profession? 
Well, I think it's huge because I think the conversation that we can have, you know, do I sound cynical when I say that pet owners tend to, they tend to have a light bulb go off when we talk about how the world or how anything (laughs) is affecting their beloved pet more so than themselves. But if they, if they, are educated with what's happening to their beautiful golden retriever who has hip osteoarthritis and chronic pain, and also being educated about all the ways to be able to improve that, that can trickle down into human health because I really feel that that we're we're doing a little bit of a, a service to humankind as well because people will start to really think about being overall looking in a holistic, like a W-H-O-L-E, holistic way about, <laughs> about, about, their, about their health and taking better care of themselves because of what we're providing, the great things that we can provide to their pets. And I think that being able to identify pain, which is always the most difficult thing in animals, for sure, being able to make sure that people realize that just like with humans, everybody has a different experience and everybody, the person who tears their knee when they're, when they're running down the football field, some of them fall on the ground screaming and writhing. Some of them just walk off the field. It's the same with animals. It's really, everybody has a different experience of pain. That doesn't mean that it's less valid and it all needs to be treated. And the important thing to remember is that untreated pain is where we get into this big problem. It's where we get into these chronic debilitating disease processes. Chronic pain is no joke. And being really proactive, I think, is the biggest take home. Absolutely. So you're talking about benefiting not only our patients, but the profession as a whole, the human animal bond, and then trickling down, like you said, into also benefiting people. Exactly. I think that I think that um, there, there's been enough written and said about the human-animal bond. I think Zoetis has done a great job talking about the human-animal bond and, and really reminding us of how important it is for, for the world globally for us to, to really look at a union between all creatures. And so it's not just about, about treating your patient, it's certainly about kind of taking care of human health as well. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Johnson, this has been a fantastic conversation that I have thoroughly enjoyed. Thank you so much for joining me today. Is there anything else you want to share? Well, I just want to remind everybody that um, September is coming up and September is Animal Pain Awareness Month. And if people go on to our website, ivapm.org. You can download posters. You can see some great ideas of how to share the story of animal pain awareness with your clients and in your practice and really take a look and really try to focus this year. Maybe this will be the year that you're going to focus your practice on identifying and relieving pain in your patients because like I found out, it made me do my job better. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for joining us. This has been great. We really appreciate you being here with us today. 
Oh, thank you, Cassie. And um, have a wonderful week and celebrate Animal Pain Awareness Month with me. Yes. Happy September. (laughs) Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed that discussion as much as I did. Dr. Johnson is such a pleasure to talk with. I love her passion for improving the field of veterinary pain management. And I want to say a huge thank you to the IVAPM and encourage everybody to check out their virtual symposium on Vetfolio. For more episodes like this, click on the Education tab on the Vetfolio website. As always, we'd love to hear your input on this episode as well as ideas for topics you'd like to hear in the future. Feel free to reach out to me at dvm at vetfolio.com. You can also visit my Facebook page at Dr. Cassie DVM, and you can find me on LinkedIn. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day.